All right, all right, all right. Welcome back, everybody, to Overly Medicated, a peak inside of HBO's Euphoria, starring Zendaya. I'm your host, Justin, here with Mark, my man, MC. What's good, man? Doing well. Doing well, I must say. Uh, Very interesting week in the Euphoria universe once again. Good couple days that we had in Euphoria High School that we tried to uh, enjoy and find our ways there. Um, But we got some questions, to say the least, this week. Yeah, I got a lot of questions about this episode. How was your week, though, man? How you doing? It was doing well, man. I think everything's been cool. Sports-wise, everything is cool. Show-wise, everything is cool. I'm actually completely unrelated to the show. Well, actually kind of related to the show, as I must say. Pretty big celebration for me. This is something that I never really get the opportunity to do as often. I've, I'm almost finished with my Up Next queue on my Apple TV. Very, very happy. That is a legendary Up Next queue. <laughs> There are a lot of things that I did not know you've never seen before. It's crazy. Uh, I think I think the most alarming one for you was, which it might be alarming to others as well. There's this, there's this, you know, as a child, a lot of big movies were out, and I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna put that completely on my just, childhood because did you just not give a fuck when you were little about I was, nothing. I was just I was just watching a lot of wrestling, yo. I was watching a lot of wrestling. A lot of basketball. Things hadn't changed from 10 years old since I'm now 31. Things things haven't really changed as much. A lot of wrestling, a lot of sports. So, you know, so, some movies I just did not get a chance to see. But I'm not going to blame okay. that on my childhood. I'm going to blame so what, that on the fact that I hadn't watched it just yet. It's all on me. It's all on me, I must say. What was the most... Well, I, I can't even think of what the most... Like, what the fuck moment was it was where I was just like, you haven't seen this? Okay, or so... I was just, you just didn't give a shit about nothing. <laughs> it's not that I didn't give a shit about anything. It's just that, you know, okay, for, for, for clarification, there's two movies that I have left to finish my up next queue. One is Ali, Will Smith, 2001. Is that, is that fair to have never seen? I, I honestly, it came out so long ago, I don't remember a single thing from it. So, yeah, that's fair. It's a three-hour movie. So, for one, it's not streaming anywhere. Sometimes it would stream on the TNT app. They took it off. Uh, I think it was on Hulu once. They took it off. Um, so, now it's not on anything. And I kind of don't want to wait until it hits something else. So, I might just, like, rent it for two ninety nine or something like that. I don't know. That's the one. The first one. Second yeah. one, I think I'm going to get killed. I think I'm going to get flambeed. Which, I'm, I'm ready. I'm very prepared. I'm very comfortable with where I am as a man right now to be able to say this. Um, the second one is set it off. What? I've never seen set it. I've never seen, I've never seen set it off, yo, but I know the day after day. Uh, are y'all listening to this? He didn't, honey. he didn't give a shit about nothing. Yes, I did. I was, I wasn't even supposed to watch that movie and I still saw set it off. <laughs> what are you talking about? Hey man. The, the the Armageddon Hell in a Cell, you know, it was a big moment. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was getting prepared for that. You know? That's, you didn't even have somebody like at your school that was like, yo, I saw Set It Off. I got the bootleg. Let me give you the tape. You know what I'm saying? None, none of that. I'm so, I, 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 can't, I can't do that because Cactus Jack is going to fight his last match in Hell in a Cell on Sunday. And I, I, I got I to gotta watch it. He might retire. You know what I'm saying? And then Triple H throws him off, off in, through, a, through a cell. He cries. I cry. You know? How do you like set it off? Or you didn't see it yet? I didn't see it. That's one of the last two movies that I have left to do. I ended up taking the third thing that was on my up next queue and, fi- and finished that this weekend. It wasn't a movie. It was a documentary. Uh, a very, al- I pr- I'd probably say that I probably shouldn't have watched this documentary before we watched season three of Euphoria tonight. Um, Montage of Heck, the Kurt, Kurt Cobain documentary I watched this weekend. Well, why shouldn't you have watched that before this episode? Uh, uh, parallels. To say the least, Rue is no Kurt Cobain, right? I mean, she's not. She's not. 
there were some things that I learned about Kurt that I wish I didn't learn about Kurt um, and Courtney and um, other portions in their life. But did um, they, condone, did they condone that documentary. Did they condone it? By what do you mean? Did they did they like did they approve it or, or was it just something? Oh yeah, yeah. Up? Um, his daughter, his daughter Frances was the executive producer of that. Okay. Which I, was, is she, I don't know if she's cool with her mom and, and him yet, or anymore. Are they are they cool or is it? Uh, Courtney Courtney was in the documentary. Okay. Okay. Uh, Kurt's parents were in the documentary. His stepmom was in the documentary. Um, Dave Grohl was not in the documentary. The uh, the third member of Nirvana was in within the documentary. I feel bad for even saying third member of Nirvana. I'm sure there are plenty That's of people it. that would kill me with that. Got his ass. Got his. It's hey. It's all right. No one. No one's gonna kill you for that. I need to give you. A, I need to like write a list of movies down. And see if you've seen it or not, because I feel like you gotta watch like the right movies. The one and that the one that shocked you was The Matrix. <laughs> Is that not on your list? Is that not on your list? It's I have to finish those last two movies before I update my up next queue. So it's gonna this be this is what I'm gonna do. This year I don't want to hear anymore. This is what I'm gonna do. <laughs> I'm going to give you a list of movies this year that you have to watch. Okay. You know who I'm going to get to help me? Our good, our, our good friend Pat? Dom Gray. Oh, Dom! No. Oh, Dom! What up, Dom? Dom I'm with Dom. Help. Dom actually helped us out with the news section this week. Um, so shout out to Dom. But um, I'm gonna we're gonna make a list of movies that you need to see. Okay, that you need to watch. All right, I'm done. Have with you seen that. the Dark, the Dark Knight trilogy? Have I seen the what trilogy? The Dark Knight trilogy. Yes. Have you seen Batman '89? The one with Michael Keaton. Yeah. Uh no, I just know Prince does the does the uh, soundtrack of it. What is this? What is the head shaking? Hey, I saw I saw Batman Forever in theaters though. Baby, I saw that in theaters. I guarantee you, I saw that in theaters. Y'all, y'all hear it? Y'all hear it? Um, let's get to the news section because we got a lot. I got a lot to talk about this episode. Not a lot. Not a lot of time to do it. Um. So, so shout out to Dom. He sent this to me tonight. The story actually dropped on January 20th. Mm. So uh, when we recorded this three days ago. So about what, Friday, Thursday? Um, <clears throat> Euphoria star Barbie Ferreira walked off set after heated argument with director. Tension re- the tension is reason for actress's absence at season two premiere. So we had talked about how weird it was <clears throat> that she's not prominent as she was last season, this yeah. season, we talked about this last week and I said, Hey, she had the best, one of the best scenes in my opinion of this series last week. Mm-hmm. I still love that scene tonight. We, and Dom sent this to me after the episode ended. Mm-hmm. So it was actually kind of perfect because in my notes, I say in very in bold, I say, what the fuck are they doing with cat? <laughs> because this, it, it seems, and we'll talk about it more that they're like, it's now purposeful in my opinion, it seems right. Where like, they're literally writing around her. And she's just there as like a buffer scene because she was there. This this episode, a buffer scene where we head right back to Cal. And I was like, that's just so weird. That this is this, this this is they're doing this. And then he sends me this story. So I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about the story. So um, you know, Barbara Ferrer gets into it with with the with the director of the series, Sam Levinson. Of course, he's very hands-on, him and Zendaya this season as well. Um, hands-on. Things got so heated between he and Barbie Ferreira. Uh, that the 25-year-old actress walked off set, causing the director to allegedly erase some of her lines in the episodes that followed. Well, for one, I'd like to know what was erased because it was a short amount of lines to begin with. So to think that there was already more that was gone is pretty alarming. Uh, So this is coming directly from an Instagram, kind of like a gossip page called uh, Dumoy. I don't know if I'm saying it right, but they report that uh, Insider told that that site that Barbie isn't vibing with the character. It's, it says uh, the new season of Euphoria is going to be real dark. The tips are revealed so much so that some actors, especially Barbie, were not vibing with the director's vision. Mm-hmm. They went on to claim Barbie got into it with him on set, left one day, and then he cut a lot of her lines. The source says that the drama between Barbie and Levinson has deeply harmed her character's presence this season. So, light bulb. If it ain't this, let's just be clear. This is you know insider tipster whatever. Mm-hmm. I think there's some truth to this. It, the truth might lie somewhere in the middle, but she is definitely in a decreased presence on this show. 
We would agree with that. And we tried to make sense of it very early and say, well, hey, they're introducing this character, this character, Elliot's going to be big. We kind of got to learn what's happening with this. And then we got to focus into this story. And we were like, okay, they're probably going to be characters that are more so on the back burner as we get more stories towards certain cases that we have in Euphoria. But now that we see a whole lot of this, it kind of puts into perspective the questions that many people, I would think, would have as far as Kat's presence in this episode, because we only got to see her for maybe a minute at most, two different get, lines and two different scenes. It, it gets deeper in this article. The alleged altercation and aftermath are also the reasons why she's not in the trailer and why she ditched the HBO premiere. Now, she did not show up to the red carpet premiere of the show on January 5th. Uh, Zendaya was there, Sydney Sweeney, Alexa Demi, uh, Maude Apatow, Hunter Schaefer were all there, but Barbie and Storm Reid were not there. But um, many outlets reported that Barbie and Storm opted not to attend due to COVID-19 concerns. But that seems not to be the case, at least for Ferreira. So one thing I will say that in Hollywood, these stories, when they leak out nine times out of 10, someone has something to do with it in either camp, whether it be Barbie's camp whether it be Sam's camp. Mm. What do you feel about this, Mark? I think if there wasn't a lot of validity, we could probably read the bullshit pretty early. Like if they were very specific as to why or anything like that, we might be able to see through a couple of mirrors that happen within the story. But I would feel that it's pretty accurate. You and I have had uh, concerns, inquiries about what some of the, not necessarily the lesser characters, but some of the characters that are going to be a little bit more downward on storyline, which in this case ends up being the relationship between Kat and Ethan. I think from what we've seen, most viewers could give a lesser shit about what's going on between Kat and Ethan right now because we saw Kat's doubt on what no. has been going on with Ethan last week, and it's just it's just not showing. I, I wouldn't say that viewers don't give a shit about it. They're not giving us a reason to give a shit about it. Yeah. They're giving us a lot of Nate. Yeah. I, w- I think that nine times out of ten, if we were to tweet out and ask people if they want to see more cat, they would say yes. Because a lot of people, I'm sorry, are not feeling this Nate shit. A lot of people are not feeling this cow shit either. They would much rather it be more of this. And I'm like, it will we'll get to it in an episode. There's a lot of shit I'm not feeling this season so far. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie to you. And I think that there's definitely something that had, like, I feel like the show is overthinking itself right now. Whereas it came really natural uh, two years ago. Now it's, it's kind of like, how do we, how do we top <laughs> season one? When it's like, we don't need you to try and top it. Mm-hmm. We just need you to stay at that level. And it's, it's, it's like, it's, it's like, it's dark for darkness's sake. And I think that for someone who, who is like someone like Barbie Ferrer, who is the only cat person in that cast who looks like her. And I'm not just saying in terms of she's, she's Latina, but she's also body positive. She doesn't have that quote unquote supermodel look. Everyone in the show is pretty, you know what I'm saying? Like in, yeah. in Barbie's pretty, I'm not saying that like Barbie's not pretty, but I'm like, everyone in there is the textbook doll. Def- yeah. Yeah, like the, the definition of that. And for her to represent that, I think is real fucked up. Like, I fucked with that character a lot. He, she was one of our favorites last year or two years ago. Mm-hmm. And now it's very obvious that she's being put on the back burner. And that was my favorite episode one. That was my favorite episode two. And, and seeing this now, it's like, oh, I get it. I get what's going on here. So who knows what was supposed to be written for her or or, or, or what happened. But that's on, that's on my mind as we as we watch this season and it seems as though it's only going to get worse <laughs> as it goes along. She seems like she she's only there to react to shit. My, this my, my beef question that I have regarding that article, they bring up the differences between Barbie and Sam Levinson. They also bring up storm Reed, not going to the premiere and they noted it as COVID-19 concerns. How's it felt feeling or knowing obviously after this week's episode that has taken us this long to even see some type of response, some type of conversation or anything from Gia after seeing Rue's home repeatedly throughout season two and, of course, the end of season one. We haven't really seen a large amount of Gia at all. Gia wasn't really a large part of season one, so I don't really think anyone's questioning why she wasn't really around. She was legitimately like a tertiary character, like she was a character that reacts to shit. So like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that storm Reed not being present, super present so far as like a concern to a lot of people. Cat was a 
like Storm Reed isn't a reoccurring character. Like she is not top build. Yeah. Barbie Ferreira is. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She's one of the, the first six names on the cast list when the show ends. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So like I, I think with Storm, I think with Storm, Storm is like ninth or tenth build. Like she's not that important. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I do believe that in that report that she probably didn't go because at January 5th, Omicron was 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 doing its numbers at that point. Yeah. I think Barbie being a principal character, a principal actor in the show, absolutely she would have been there. So I don't know. I don't know. We what uh we're gonna I guess keep an eye on this. <laughs> uh because as of as of right now, um Barbie hadn't said anything, but she also hasn't really been like if you notice, she's not posting behind the scenes. <laughs> <laughs> she's not pushing it like how Cindy's pushing it. Cindy's pushing it every day on Sunday. Because Cindy's on a god, she's on it, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. she, she's on everything. And, yeah. and so I think that's definitely I didn't notice that she wasn't posting like behind the scenes stuff like everyone else is mm-hmm. and, and she's not so um we'll we'll see but let's get into episode three of Euphoria um episode titled Ruminations Big and Little Bullies we open with the featured uh the featured flashback of the week and that's Cal Jacobs Nate's dad there we go <laughs> Before we <laughs> Are you gonna play audio? Ready for this? Yeah. Oh, oh shit. Oh shit. Never mind. I I you know I did the I did the song. I didn't have a song for this week because it's, oh, it's, it's the, oh okay, okay. This week. It's the Jacobs. I, all I got all I got is <sighs> <laughs> and that's what I just did. All we got is <sighs> well, I want everyone to feel Listen, I was not a, I was not a, I'm not a fan of this episode. I'm not going to lie to you. The entire, I know the entire episode. The entire episode. I wasn't a fan. I, I And I know, Mark, you try and stay a little positive on a lot of things. So I'm not, I feel bad almost because I, I know you try and stay positive on a lot of stuff. I'm not going to be positive about this episode. I thought the writing was amateur. <laughs> I thought the visually it still looks good. Mm. This is the best looking show on TV right now. Let's be clear. But I think just in terms of everything, it was a whole lot of nothing that I felt like was set up to what looks to be an actual good episode next week. But I'll, I'll name my my issues as it goes. I just, this, this, this episode didn't deserve the, the musical break. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that's fair. But I think from, a, from like a positive standpoint, it was going to feel a lot different than I usually keep it on other episodes. Because we knew from last week, yes, we're getting the Cal flashback. Uh, we saw the reactions on Twitter. Don't need it. Don't want it. Why? What's going on with the story? Too much going on with Cal right now. And that was the reaction throughout the past couple of days going on to what we ended up seeing last night. And granted, 16 minutes of what we got from that Cal story last night, I looked at my watch saying, okay, we just spent 16 minutes on this. We're going to have about like 40 minutes or so of actual story time until I noticed that we're going to about like 54 minutes or so. So I was like, okay, but the questions that came from that Cal storyline weren't really answered for me. I'm still kind of confused in certain cases because I don't think it was really necessary. The storyline that they told in a good portion of it, which we're actually going to get to as far as breaking it down, um, didn't make me change my mind on Cal at all. If they were trying to make me feel a different way or look at something from a different perspective through a different set of eyes, different set of lenses, uh, it didn't work. No, uh, we open on Kyle and his best friend Derek. <clears throat> a lot of dicks, probably, probably the most dicks ever. <laughs> I'm cool with the dicks, man. It's all right. <laughs> the dicks. You're not. You're not shrieking from your television. I took my pants off too. You're not. You're not texting your friends saying, "Why you made me watch this shit?" You know when I. When, you know. Listen, man. I, I'm. A, I'm gonna let people in, in, in on something, man. I've been watching Cheer on Netflix, and there's one of the one of the black kids in in the in one of the the teams. You know, you heard of Cheer, right, Mark? No. You heard of that? No. Cheerleaders. Mm. It's about like cheer cheerleading, competitive cheerleading. Oh, okay. It's like one of the most like popular shows on Netflix. It came back for season two. One of the on one episode, one of the kids, he's, he's black. He's from the inner city. He's like, they're like, yeah, well, you need to smile because you ain't you ain't smiling. I, and I'm completely going off 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 the road here because this episode is like means nothing to me, but. <laughs> One of the one of the um 
one of the black kids is like he's from the inner city you know and, and they take these kids in and they're like yo like you know you can do this like this is something that gets you off the streets which i think is, is ab- ab- admirable you know mm. and one of the kids you know I, I and i really felt for him he was they were like yo when you perform you need to learn how to perform you need to smile you need to smile when you perform it and the kid, and, and then he tell like one of the coaches tells one of the one of the one of the guys who is a you know he's he's gay and he says you know they think that shit's gay <laughs> and I was like I was like yeah because like they think that they they do so he's like he he feels like he's not gonna smile because he's like they they're gonna think I'm gay yeah but then like the the the, the coach is like but you're a cheerleader so like if they didn't think he was gay going in they before for sure- before they're probably gonna think it now yeah sure. So I said that to say that I watched that episode right before E4 he came on. And I was just like, if that kid's worried about <laughs> being gay, football niggas are always around dicks. Well, hey. You know what I'm saying? I think that the, <clears throat> I think that again, the, the show does suffer from, we still, like we said last episode, it does suffer from that, that gaze. And I think that I thought it was interesting. It was like, man, like people have this such fragile definition of what masculinity is and oh, yeah. you can't be all these dicks and, da, 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 da. and then you see this and it's just like oh i mean you got one i'm gonna I'm take i'm gonna whip my shit out there's a lot of whip outs this episode <laughs> a very good amount a very good amount i must say whip it out <laughs> whip that shit out fuck it i mean they try they try and they try and offset it by adding you know the female body part also within it as well to try and kind of like level it and i was like ah it's still it's still making this all around. It's still dick. <laughs> anyway, Kyle looking. Kyle looking. We needed it. We needed that soundbite. He he's still looking. <sighs> the needle drops on this on this part. And, you know, it takes place in the early eighties uh, with Kyle's dad. Uh, the, needle, the needle drops are a bit too on the nose here. Hey, the soundtrack was hitting now. Come on now. In excess, Depeche Mode. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be clear with you right now. Jock niggas was not listening to that in the eighties. So like they was landed on, it was land. They was I was like they ain't listening to White Snake or fucking you know what I'm saying some other shit right. You like want to pour some sugar on me. You wanted some of that? That's what not. I don't think that song was out yet. But like that's what niggas was was listening. They was listening to shit like that. Mm. So I was like it was landed on thick that there was this tension between him and Derek. So like the thing about it, the, the flashback is Mark, and I think everyone who watched this and everyone's listened to the show, it was a bit too obvious where this was going. Yeah. And I think that with everyone else that has flashbacks, we didn't even McKay, we didn't really know where that was gonna go. You know, even though even if we didn't like him, it provided some it provided some context to why he was the way he was. Mm-hmm. Even though we gave him a lot of shit on the show. We know why he is the way he is. With Kyle, it's like, I don't care how he is. He's a piece of shit. Yeah, we saw eventually. We, I mean, I, I think I mean if we didn't see the scene last week, we probably could have said, "Yeah, he's probably going to kiss a guy, and it's probably going to be what? something that they 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 try and make us feel a certain way about Cal." But it did not answer the question of when did you like kids? I did, exactly. You fucked a kid, and the thing is, and I think did I miss this or was like Cal was always fucking kids, or he was always fucking younger, younger women, yes, and men. Oh yes, and men as well. Yeah, he was he was always doing shit like that. So like, this doesn't answer any of it. So, uh, Cal starts having them thoughts when he's looking at uh, Derek's crotch. He ends up hooking up with uh, who we would, who, who we'll later find out is Aaron and Nate's mother. <clears throat> she ends up whopping him up out there in, in the, the mountaintop. The mm-hmm. Then Derek, they they sitting there, you know, two hots to the cot. Nah, they Stop. was hey man, Comics. yeah, they was they was feet up in the bed and talking about hey man, hey. hey. Dallas, that's how we rolling. Got some wop, got some wop last. <laughs> In Dallas, we are for show, one hundred percent for show, not rolling feet in the bed talking about. Hey, I got some wop last night. Feet up in the air. Well, I'm not. Hey, listen, if you getting wop, that's fine. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying we feet up in the air. Absolutely, our, absolutely not feet up in the air on our stomachs talking about what happened the previous <laughs> night. For sure, I can guarantee you that is not happening. At least with me. I can guarantee you that I can guarantee you that doesn't happen, especially with Cal's friend going, "Hey man, did she uh, did she deep throat?" I was like, "Nah, nah, man." And Cal's like, "I mean, yeah, yeah, man." Disclaimer, full disclaimer. We don't talk about that. Absolutely, talk- absolutely not. We don't talk about that. We were already discussing enough at, at Nate. Uh, what's the what's the abbreviation for it? Hashtag CIHC. Yeah. Hashtag yeah. CIHC, we were pretty disgusted on that. We for sure ain't doing the conversation with what's going on from Cal. 
No, absolutely. Um, did she swallow was also a whoa. <laughs> Take it easy. What's Chappelle say? Take it easy, buddy. Take it so, easy. Um, so uh listen, man. His dad comes in and I say, Oh, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, hey, I thought this was going to be it too. I thought, as soon as he said, as soon as he told his friend, yo, you got to go. I was like, oh man, Cal's about to get taken to school. Oh man, he's about to get tagged. But then he went to have dinner and I was like, okay, so it doesn't happen here. So but it's, what happened? But it's, still, it's still hashtag daddy issues, hashtag masculinity, hashtag toxic. Like we, we know what this is. This is. Yeah. Uh. Derek and, and Cal eventually get girlfriends, or or rather, Cal ends up dating. Uh, double dating. It's mom. They they go on a double date in the house. They skinny dip, touch touch a little tips, touching tips. That's cool. Dallas, you know what I'm saying? Not <laughs> you know Dallas. Anybody listening? Not Dallas. Not not Dallas. So they go upstairs. Uh, she spits on the hand. Says, "All right, let's go." <laughs> hey, well, I'm like, why she had to spit on her hand? You already? I was like, Cal, you are not doing what you're supposed to do, my friend. Hey, he just becomes, he becomes a sex maniac. He went in everywhere. Lots of sex here. Uh, he ends up uh, performing cunnilingus. I sound like I'm 40 years old. Cunnilingus on... on um... <laughs> cunnilingus. And then Derek says, couldn't pay me to eat pussy. Yeah, I was like, what's going on? What's going on? Right? <laughs> couldn't pay. I mean, but hey, staying close to what is it? 1986, 1987? Probably is the probably is the general consensus back then in 1986. Yeah, he did the listen, man. He hit the DJ Khaled. Mm-hmm. He hit the DJ Khaled. Nah, I ain't doing that. Think about yeah. it. So they graduate high school, <clears throat> and as they as they as they're celebrating, they hop into the they hop into the uh, into the jeep. They drive in the rain. This show is incredibly shot. I love the shot where they hop out the rain, and then the camera swings to the to the bar. They end up at a gay bar. So I was like. I'm like, could you lay this the eye, on? Roll, the eye roll that people aren't seeing right now? It's hilarious. Could you could you choreograph or plan this scene a lot better? Like, we already know, we know, bro, we know, like, we know what's up with Cal, bro. Like, also, also interesting here. Very little rude narration, which I was like, okay, I get it. Also, because it's, it's just so self-explanatory. It, to me, that's why I say like this writing was so amateur this week. It was like there was no sense of nuance as to how this happens. There's a needle drop of in excess. Uh, nothing with terrorists apart where they're dancing. I'm just like, I'm just like, kiss, just kiss. Yeah, just fucking kiss. like, just get us to the point. Like the, y'all didn't, he didn't write like this last season. You know what I'm saying? It was just very, very like on the nose, too much on the nose with the needle drops. Callan and, and Derek embrace. Kyle wakes up the next day. He's in heaven. So I just, I got my boo. He gets a phone call. It's Nate and Aaron's mom. That didn't mention that he bust quick. Did I, did he, uh, he was a minute man or a second man. No, absolutely not. But we learned from this that he's he's busting in her raw, which I mean. What did you think was going to happen? Rookie mistake. That's not a rookie mistake if you're doing it 20 times. He was in the shower. <laughs> he was in the bed. He was upstairs. He was in the pool. He was all over the place with it. That's not a rookie mistake. At that point, you're a criminal offender. <laughs> that's, a, that's the rookie. And he said, hey, man, um. You can start crying. Yeah, you start I crying. Said, you take a test. Take it three times. I was like, "Yeah, this is the birth of." Well, we, 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 we don't know who it is. The birth of actually, it's either one of the two. It's Aaron. Aaron's the oldest. There we go. Remember, he doesn't. He remember he has the resentment towards Aaron. Yeah, Aaron's Aaron's the fuck up. There we go. According to him, mm-hmm. and Nate is the is the prodigy. So <clears throat> because Nate is most like Cal is or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, title screen. Cut the rule. Good scene with her dancing out to uh, irresponsible. Uh, my fiance says she, she's not listening to that song. I said, "All right, man." I'm upset. Hey, I'm upset. hey it wasn't ye. I'm telling. It wasn't ye. Sorry about that. It's gonna be another <laughs> week of complaints. I said, "All right, man." They, you know, you know, they wanted Rudy to be listening to. They wanted Rudy to be listening to this. Hold on. They wanted Rudy to be listening to this. They wanted her to be listening to this. That's what. That's what. That's what they expecting though. She's not listening to that, bro. <laughs> she's not going to be listening to fucking Super Gremlin, bro. Then She's not. But the thing is, they've already set up Rue does listen to old songs. So I, I'm okay with it. We see Gia when she comes out. Uh, this all seems like an act to me. But she, but Rue uh, uh, says, hey, when Gia asks her, is she high? We go into the classroom, the famed classroom. 
from season one as uh, Rue admits that she relapsed. Of course, we all know that she relapsed in this fourth wall scene, but she uh, she's drinking act out the bottle. I was she, like, you are wild. Different, different. Totally different. And I texted Mark. I said, are y'all ready for, for Rue to win the Green Award again this week? Because, hey, she's probably going to win it every single week. <laughs> Let's just be clear. Let's be clear. She's going to win it every week at this at this rate. Uh, now we play How to Get Away with Being a Drug Addict. Rue's cover drug, which I even said this as soon as she even brought it up. I was like, it's going to be weed. And it was weed, of course. Uh, she she says she's, she's taking weed or smoking weed to cover up her panic attack. Gia isn't trying to hear it. They get into a really, really big fight which I felt was like on a lesser version of the fight that they had in season one. It was just like, it seemed like it was like a retread. What'd you feel about that fight? Um, I knew for a fact that Gia would, would two piece Rue given the certain <laughs> situation. So I was like, y'all better not get too hype on this fight. Cause if Gia lands that right hook, Rue is going flying into the wall and they're going to, and they're going to have to ask her mom. Something. they're going to have to tell her mom. Something happened. <laughs> Rue's jaw is going to be leaning. If it's, not, if, it's not leaning, if it's not leaning already, more than likely it's going to be leaning. Got your jaw rock. Mm-hmm. Uh, so step two was gaslighting. This part is just so evil. Uh, she has a scene where, or she has a part where Rue says, you know, it's better. You know, drugs are better than committing suicide. <gasps> Manipulating Gia. I said, yep. Green award. Ain't nobody winning. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nobody come. Nobody tops this. Yeah, this the, ga- the gaslighting part. The gaslight. Like Rue, uh, Gia is literally just sobbing, tears all down her face. Rue is clearly trying to sell. She didn't even try and force a tear. She was just like, "Yeah, man, when I'm sober, I just want to." And Gia's like, "Oh my God, please, please, just say it's no, it's no other drug but weed." And Rue couldn't even give her like a vocal yes, just a yeah. very brief head nod. And embrace, and I was like, "Oh my God, Rue! This is like this. This is getting like dangerous now." Yeah, very dangerous. Um, Rue grows through so much trouble to show people that she's smoking weed, running into doors, <laughs> high ass jit. Like, like everyone's like not even giving a fuck until literally somebody like like <laughs> has to ask her. But uh, she also uses the weed as a cover for the alibi uh, as to why she didn't tell Jules about Elliot. Jules thinks that he wants to fuck Rue again. I, I I just don't like the 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 Jules insecure thing. <laughs> it just doesn't seem natural to, to how she was acting in season one. It just doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't read right to me. Dipped it's, out it's, on Rue with the quickness, with ease. Came back. Thought we had. Thought we had P. Thought we had P here. Lost it. Lost it immediately. And now we're in a. Well, she's pushing P, but we. Uh, she's also in an area of interrogation. With Elliot, that I just did not expect. Like yeah. she's fairly insecure about what happened last week, and says, "Well, I don't really trust Elliot because I think he wants to fuck you." And Rue was like, um, "I don't know about that." So we get to the interrogation scene that I thought was was going to be one of those like fake outs. Yeah, but then it started going on. And I'm like, "Oh my god, it's not a fake out." Jules, a- Jules actually really cares about this, and how, is asking how, Elliot. How natural was this scene to you that they even acted like this? Um. Like to me, it seemed like fan fiction. It, it didn't seem like real, not not real, but like it, it was. It was completely against type for Jules to be this pressed, but also mm. extremely against type for this to not have been one of those flashbacks that we would just laugh at. It just, it was just like it was way. T- it, it, I just didn't like the way it was framed, and it was also. It seemed like it, they were giving away too much exposition about Jules and Rue's uh, relationship, uh, admitting that they hadn't had sex yet. Mm-hmm. Um, all the uh, the body count conversation, uh, you know, and 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 the the um the admission or not the admission, but the the revelation or that Elliot says that Jules, you know, he gets on her for wearing a binder, and and you know, um, if people don't know what that is for um trans people, a binder is is what they use to cover up, you know, um, cover up their 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 breasts or, or cover up their top or whatever, uh, mm-hmm. and it, it's clear like these two don't don't like each other, but it's like. He serves as an uncomfortable wedge between the two, which makes it all the more weird that this kind of goes from zero to 100, literally like 15 minutes later between these two. I think I think Jules not trusting Elliot is natural. Um, now, based on the fact that it's because she thinks Elliot just wants to fuck Rue is pretty odd. We see the conversation that happens between Jules and Elliot from a perspective of Jules literally shining a light into his face and say like, hey, are you gay? And he's like, uh... 
not not know. When he said not know, I was just like, okay, so he's, he's clearly going to dance around this. And says, well, you like girls? Okay. You like guys? Uh, yeah. Uh, so you buy? No, nah, I don't really look at it from that type of it perspective. It was too much. I thought that that like dialogue was grating and fucking annoying. <laughs> I, let me be clear. Let me just be clear right now. I don't fucking like Elliot as a character. Let me just be clear. <laughs> I think I don't like him as a character. I'm not gonna lie to you. He's pretty fucking annoying. There's just a lot Anytime. of. I, th- I, th- I think there's just a lot of. I think there's just a lot of question marks on it. And as he tries to like avoid a lot of these answers that he provides, and Jules even calls him out on it and says, "Hey, you're uh, 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 we're not we're not really getting anything too direct from you." Rue kind of jumps in and be like, "Hey, you're not." Aren't, aren't I also not that direct? And Jules says, yeah, but you're just kind of like different. I was like, is it? Because they kind of have the same druggy type answers that they end up providing to each other. So Jules should kind of feel the same way about all of this. But then as the conversation continues, Elliot continues to provide her these types of answers and, and inquires about her own body count and so on and so forth. And she says, hey, I'm going to whisper it to you. Don't tell Rue. So now as I see this, I'm like, Jules, are you falling for the person that you just didn't trust? It's not green, but I'm just like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. It made no it made no sense to me until that point. So now, as that conversation starts continuing, she whispers it. Elliot says, "Oh, that's a criminal amount of bodies." God, you're like, and and Rue is clearly calling Jules a horror this at this point in time because again, none of us really know how many people she's had sex with in East Island. Uh, I, th- I don't think she, I think she told him some some like some cap number. I, th- I think that she probably. I don't think she told him a number at all. I think that it. I think that was is going towards. Oh, it's a bullshit to trick Rue or to make Rue yeah. feel away. Yeah, I think that they were playing. They were playing her. They were playing off of her. Um, we had a question for the for the pod. You want to get into this question? Sure. Uh, the question was, and this was from someone who I'll I'll, I'll say they're anonymous, but they wanted to know what is a what is a mentally unacceptable amount of bodies that. You were willing to, and I don't want to get, I don't want to get fresh and fit podcast here. We're not, <laughs> we're not shaming. Okay. I'm not shaming anything, but what is, what is, what is a amount of body? Like, all right. All right. All right. Can I, can like, I, can I yell it? Can I yell it? Like, like, like Sunday, the, the past couple of days ago, <laughs> bitch, I don't want to go to a Lamborghini dealership. <laughs> imagine Elliot, imagine Elliot came in like that. Nah, man. Um, I don't know, man. I think it, I think it feeds into something that ends up being critiqued a whole lot within these past three weeks of episodes in the fact that I think a lot of people that are watching Euphoria still know and are and are more so being. I'm not answering the question. Y'all. No, 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 no. I am. I am answering it, but I'm getting it into an area first. I think people are very aware more than ever that they are watching high schoolers. So if Jules were to come out and say, yeah. I got 80 bodies. I think everybody would have turned the TV off. I think everybody would have turned the TV off. Because it wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have, it probably wouldn't have been as as ideal. Elliot, Elliot obviously lied about it, but I think if it was going to be a high amount of bodies, I think a lot of people would have been very, very confused. So mm-hmm. it makes sense as to what you say of them trying to play it off and make Rue a little bit jealous and be like, hey, what did you, how many bodies actually is it? Because we still haven't done anything yet, but I know you're a slut. So um, maybe we should, you know. What's what's the number, Mark? The actual number? I don't I don't know. A, cr- a criminal amount of bodies? If if Jules would have said she's triple digits, if Jules would have said she's triple digits in high school. I'm talking about for you. Oh, just for me in general? Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't really care. I about noticed it. How you tried to, y'all notice how you tried to get away from the, from the question? No, I, I didn't. Yeah, what is what is the exact number? I don't know, man. Criminally, criminal amounts of bodies. I don't really inquire about shit like that. I don't. You know, you know what my question? You know, a criminal amount is zero. Oh, I mean, if somebody were to say zero, then yes, I feel like that's you know. I think at this point, well, we should not be well, I, but I think it's criminal if it's like one because it's like, yo, go. Get like ten mo, <laughs> and then come back. get a cut. Get a cut. Hey, high school sweethearts. Yeah. High school sweethearts still be eating out here, yo. Hey, I need you to. I need your sheet to look like Michael Myers, Whoa. and then come back. Whoa, that bloody. What? I don't know about that. That means I already know I'm messing with a real beater. All right, <laughs> we be fucking with real beaters. Okay. I don't think that terminology makes sense. In the opposite. Real heaters. Anyway. Really? 
So Rude drives away on her bike. I said drive. She rides away on her bike. Pedals away, rather. She rides past Kyle, and he says, oh, shit. <laughs> Nigga swerved off the road. <laughs> I mean, that that, that, that would have got me back into the episode. That would have got me back into the episode. <laughs> Kyle said, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I try to tell I try to tell if he was playing the same the same song that he was playing in that in that gay bar, but um I couldn't tell. It was it wasn't the same song. Uh, <clears throat> it was a song by uh it was a song by Ministry, I believe, close caption set. Which again, it's like again, it's like he's playing all these like mod, you know, emotional, emo, techno, like, 80s, like he's playing 80s all, songs, yeah. Not man, it's like they're laying it on too thick to a point where it's like your audience is not dumb. They completely get the messages that you're trying to convey on this show you don't need to hammer us in the head with that like i think it would even be more interesting if he fucking turned it off and turned up some like fucking metal or some shit like i thought i think that would have been way better than what they're trying if to we do would have heard two minutes to then <laughs> from cal from cal shit okay that would have been that would have been pretty interesting um so <clears throat> we were we 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 see uh rules finally gets to pop in they finally have a sex scene i would have liked the sex scene to be under like way better writing and better circumstances than this oh, but we okay. get it <clears throat> um rue gets high after and it seems as though jules elliot and rue are the are the new team and then this, this is where the episode gets weird because the episode stays at one moment in that part but talks about three different characters in like a 10 minute stretch and i was like there's a lot going on in this episode and, and let's just try and catch up with this so we go to lexi Lexi realizes that she's been always an observer and she wants to be a director of her own story. So she, you know, we get a flashback thing called This Is Life. It's like a reality show or something like that with Lexi. It's, it's Lexi's own show about her life or rather Cassie's life. It's a show within a show concept. Another one of the really cool things that Euphoria does sometimes. Mm. But then it, but it's kind of, it's weird because it, because it kind of just like throws you in yeah. and there's no narration to this and it's just, it was I, was I was like it's also shot different did you notice that it was shot digital it wasn't shot in film it was, it was, it was, it was very it's very clear much more much more clear than what we've seen for the past three weeks and i liked this i thought if this was gonna be what we get from lexi as far as her narrating her own story in her warm so in her own sort of sense i was gonna be cool with that until that first few minutes of her explaining what is going on right here. You see her, Cassie, her mom, her dad, all, well, she obviously not being the one out of those four that are all arguing as of right now. You see her positioning herself out of it. She walks out. She goes to the green room, starts seeing what she needs to cut the scenes. Okay, this is the part where my dad is going to do this to my mom. Let's do this cut. I thought that was great until the shit swerves out the way and goes directly back to the thing that we are fearing this season, which is more Cassie and more Nate. Yep. And we get to Cassie. Cassie's been waking up at 4 a.m., spending three hours to get ready for school every morning so that Nate can ignore her. You ever uh, like somebody that much that you that you did something like that? Never. If, if it, uh, Me waking up at high school at 4 a.m.? 4 a.m. That's, some, that's something that somebody with one body on their body can <laughs> 15 bodies they're not doing that <laughs> 15 bodies 15 bodies ain't waking up at 4 a.m to to my thing was and i could have i i had to double check myself because i'm like yo am i seeing things the derma rolling that she was doing got so intense she started derma rolling her collarbones yes collarbones there's yeah. no there's no way no way that anything could be that fire that i'm waking up at 4 a.m to derma rolls from collarbones so eventually, Cassie dresses up as Maddie, basically does some cosplay, uh, and then really funny scene. I did think the scene was funny. Um, who 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 looked better? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, answer that. It's Maddie. Who looked better? It's Maddie. Maddie. It's Maddie. Okay. You always got to go with the authentic. Cassie's Cassie's not selling that. She might have sold it. With, <laughs> she might have sold it with the pants and and got everything right. Got the makeup right. Which Nate Nate even looked like like damn nigga like one time he he wasn't looking back those past those past three weeks. But he definitely hit the whiz. Yeah, he hit the whiz going up the stairs, and that sent Cassie to the fucking moon, which was insane to me. They hit the they hit the goddamn. I know that ain't who I think it is. <laughs> <laughs> but we swerve back again, which is why this whole section was so weird because we swerve right back to to Lexi, but swerve right back 
pastor again to i'm gonna call them the tandem now that's their new that's their new stable name is that the stable uh, yeah elliot jules and rue the tandem, tandem. Which is like the tandem hmm. what are they the what what else could they be? They're the tandem. Uh, I'm trying. To, I'm trying to. I'm trying to think what's a good. I'm trying to think. No, 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 no. You know they are They're the dangerous alliance. The, da- the dangerous alliance. That's too wordy. Oh no, alliance. Okay, so if we got rules and Elliot. See, Elliot's name was kind of throwing it all off. Rules, rules flew I'm off not, the tongue. I'm not, I'm not shipping the three of their names together. It's just too. Stupid. It's too They're much. The dangerous, They're the dangerous alliance. They're playing truth or dare. Elliot dares uh, Jules to pee in the street. Uh, Jules whips out another whip out. Said, "Okay, gender fuck me." I was like, "Whoa, this is this this is where we're getting it." Whips it out, pisses in the middle of the street. The car that's coming goes, "God damn!" Uh, uh, uh. And um, we get the other scene. We get the other Dallas. Scene. <clears throat> that's how we get. We are Dallas, not man. pissing in the middle of the street in Dallas. All right, cool. All right, that's what you think, uh, Elliot. Uh, is then told by Jules to tell the jocks that he's in a scat plan completely. Uh, it's such a weird. <clears throat> I was like, "What's fucking children, man?" This is, this is the first time. This is the first time in Euphoria that I actually watched this, and I was like, "God damn, these are some fucking kids." Um, but ruin Jules. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Before, before, before we go forward, that I'm actually happy that that ended up being the running scene because for the past three weeks they've teased this running scene. Uh, didn't couldn't couldn't really see it was Elliot at the point that they actually put it in trailers and teasers and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. I was nervous on what that scene was. You see kids running in a school, that could be five different things. And based on what happened on the first episode with Nate, did not know where we're going with that. Thank God it was just him running from some kids saying that, "Hey, could you please shit on me?" Yeah. I was just like, what? What this episode's all over the place, Mark. There's no way you didn't think. Okay, where are we going here? <laughs> like, I mean, it's, it's a, it's, it's, it really is, it really is a, it really is a lot though. The fact that, but then again, I think we kind of see that happening. There's so many different storylines that you have to tie into now. Forty minutes because we've had sixteen minutes of Cal. There's too much. It's hard. There's too much. I'll, I'll agree. There, there's, there's almost too much. Where I feel like, I feel like again, this show's trying to top season one, and it's like it's not working right now so far um rule and jules getting it popping while he's in the bed uh but rule says that you know even even though like basically the devil and her angel or you know the, the the two devils on her shoulder the angel and the devil on her shoulder that is elliot and, and jules you know they're they're at it together but she's still just addicted to drugs and she says you know what if i am a genius again another call back to season one yep. rue visits fezco to announce that she wants to sell drugs fezco says hell the tell to the fuck no <laughs> I don't like the way that that plan started. And he says, no, she chalks it up to Elliot as uh, Fez having ego and not knowing, not thinking that Fez knows that she's going to get her ass shot. If she tries to do this shit. Yeah. I was like, ego, what is that? What is exactly. That? He's trying to protect you. Uh, Lexi starts casting for her play, Oklahoma, uh, uh, <laughs> without telling Cassie it's about her. Uh, and Rue inadvertently burns her out by saying, hey, you, you know, this isn't Oklahoma. Uh, but Cassie looks like she is. What the fuck is she fucking dressing up? And all the girls come in, girls come in they say, Rue, did you relapse? She's like, oh, no, I'm smoking weed. And then like, I thought it was a nice scene that it was like, okay, that they all know each other. They're all cool with each other. Yeah. Uh, and Cassie imagines that she tells Maddie that, that she's in love with Nate. Of course, that's the scene that we saw in the trailer. Of course, it was an imaginary, imaginary shot there. I hated that. Uh, you, you didn't like that? Did not like that. You teased that for three weeks, like this is supposed to be Cassie's big revelation. You even showed Rue reacting to that and be like, damn, like that's actually something that she actually had the gall to say to Maddie. Because I figured as I'm watching that, I'm like, okay, you're spilling everything to Maddie. Let's see what's about to happen here. Maddie's either going to beat your ass or maybe people were right about last week. As I saw the reviews that came out and responses that came out from Maddie babysitting and so on and so forth, we didn't really have the conversation last week of what if this is Maddie just getting away from hell and just wanted a little bit of peace of mind, even though at the bowling alley, she was like, yeah, I love what Kat and Ethan have. I wish I had that. I always just rather the chaos. And I wanted to see whether or not Cassie saying all this was going to be either A, she gets her ass beat or B, Maddie just no sells you, it. No, here's the thing, Mark. You wanted something to happen this week. That's what you wanted. Some, 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 it, something. Some, something, yeah, please. Something to happen. Yes, absolutely. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I, 
it was like, all right, well, we got we got more of this Cassie shit. Yeah, so, the fact that uh, it was a fake out was so whack to me. I didn't like that. Cassie uh, meets with Maddie and she says, you know, she thinks she's worse off without Nate. And Cassie kind of reveals in giving advice, the advice that she needs to give herself about Nate. Um, Nate's on his psycho sex shit. <laughs> choking, choking her up. Cassie saying, I love that I'm your secret. Again, one body count talk. What a fucking, what, that was the most sadistic shit. We've heard some sadistic shit in this episode, uh, in this series. I love that I'm your secret. Fairly sadistic. Written by a man. Listen, I, I that just seems like so. Who's who? Was I love that? that I'm your secret, bro. You have been getting up at four in the morning, breaking the the amount of dermal ruling that she was done. She should have came to school with breakouts, like big cystic breakouts on her damn head with the way that she was ruining her skin. Not to be hashtag skin talk right now, but goddamn. You um, have you seen uh, have you seen Lord of the Rings? I had a reference, but I'm not. See, all right, add that to the list. Um, <laughs> he, of course, they're in uh, Nate's house. Cal and Nate's mom can hear them having sex. I said Nate got his ass under pressure because with that tape, yo, he was tagging. It, it wasn't. It wasn't even. Shh, 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 the parents downstairs. Like he is literally. What's that? What's that TikTok sound they got? <laughs> the, the, t- the TikTok sound they got. Oh, they talk where it's like where, where your mom yeah. gets close. <laughs> and Cal is just like, no, her, his mom goes, ah, to be a teenager again. I was like, nigga, what? And then Cal's like, yeah, to be a teenager again. And sips that beer. I was like, oh, he's going through it right now. Either he wants to go upstairs, but then again, if he goes upstairs, I don't know what piece he wants at that at that point. He's shook. Uh, but then we go to Cat, of course, strange part of this episode. Uh She's at dinner with Ethan's parents. She pretty much uh, embarrasses herself by asking a question of what, you know, who is she? Because she's a fucking high schooler. Why, 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 who, she's, well, how will she know about herself? That scene ends and we're back to Cal. <laughs> hey, I feel you, Barbie. Hey, Barbie, don't, don't, hey, because it don't has, let up. Yeah, don't let up. Don't let up. The fact that she's like, ah, well, kind of don't really know what I and Ethan's mom was just looking in disgust I was just like um it felt like that scene was longer and it felt like it got cut it felt like that scene was longer and it felt like that scene that scene got cut mm. and we got more Kalinate. this episode again like last week seemed strangely very long <laughs> like this episode seemed like it was going on for fucking ever Cal is restless Ever since finding out about the disc, he's imagining himself killing himself. I'm sorry, Mark. Mark I'm just tired of the cow bullshit. I, I just really am. Uh, he's stalking Fesco's crib. We go back to, to Rue, who's meeting with Lori, the plug. Uh, more dicks. Yay, more dicks. Uh, <clears throat> Rue sells pitch and treats her because she's going to be using high school runners to sell Lori's drugs. She sell, she's going to front her 50K, but Rue says, do not take that 50K. Thank you. And she bumps it down to 10K. Thank God. Because as soon as I heard 50K, I said, Rue's going to smoke 40K of that. Yeah. If you screw me, I'll have you kidnapped and sold to some real sick people, Lori says as Rue leaves. Uh, this twist, I thought I would have li- I would have been more into this twist more, but then I know, then it's like, it's turning out to be like a really bad cribbing of a Breaking Bad storyline that's literally the same that I'm not so into it. And that is the one where if you watch the show, Jesse starts selling and using, you know, his own supply. We've seen this before. You can do something cool with Rue here. I think that the struggle is for her to stay so sober. Like she's even said on this episode, she's I told you guys I never intended to stay sober. Cool, but what's the trigger that's gonna make her actually do it? Yeah, I think we're waiting. We're waiting too long for that part of the story, and I feel like they they're just, they're relishing in her self loathing, being a and fucking like Jay. It's, yeah, it's it's not fun to watch. You know what I'm saying? It's it's not, it's not like oh my god. Oh, clutching your pearls type shit. It's more no, like it's stress. All right, it's annoyance. It, it, yeah, it's, it's just all right, nigga. Get to the next person. I, I would rather see anyone but her do this on the show anymore. I'm sorry. It's, it's just like all right, bro. Does it uh, does it bring more validity to a lot of these critiques and these criticisms? <clears throat> I think it does because I think the shows the the show that we're saying is is smarter than this is now doubling down on what people are criticizing it for. Yeah. I don't think it had merit in season one. I think they have merit this season to say that this is a little much. They do. Mm. It is a little much. 
Because even if she's the only one using, again, she really is the only one using drugs <laughs> on the show, it's still, she's your main character. She's not even a, narr- a reliable narrator, which we knew already. Yeah. But it's like, I thought we had kind of reached a, a breakthrough here, but it's like, okay, we're just going to have a relapse again and we're going to build her back up again. And it's like, okay, oh, all right, I guess. And now she's, she's selling drugs and she's taking fentanyl on camera. And it's like, okay, we get the large sweeping message here, Sam. That everyone, this fentanyl is dangerous. People are using it. They're finding it. They're using it. We get the we get the message here. When I saw her pick up the fentanyl, but clearly labeled by the way, Mark, just in case you <laughs> what it was. Or this show hit you over the fucking head with this shit every week, and then she used it. I'm just gonna go ahead and skip to that part because you know whatever what happens next is more important than how Rue's story ends. But like, yeah. it it's, it's just too much. It's, it's 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 a bit much to me, and that's why I didn't really enjoy this episode as much. So. Ashtray meets Cal with the pump. I say, yeah, let's go. Uh, Fez interrogates Cal. And, and, you know, to put it in layman's terms, you know, I <laughs> want one sign I liked what, what was, you know, you beat up my son. And, and, then, and then Fez says, I, he deserved it. He's a fucking bitch. I said, yeah. <laughs> the thing with Fez, why he's so enjoyable, Mark, this season is that he's, he's us. Yeah. He's legitimately talking for us this season. And I think that's why people love him so much because he's literally the character that's this, he's confused about what the fuck is going on, just like we are. And that's why I fuck with him this season. I like it. Yeah, Angus Angus ended up going viral this week. Um, started seeing some some videos from him, and people started realizing, hey, uh, this is not really an act from Angus. This is pretty natural in the lines that he delivers. And I think people can see that a whole lot when it comes uh to Fez. It's really natural as far as his character, kind of like how kind of like how Faye is. Obviously, we learned some things about Faye throughout these past few weeks, and um, you start seeing that even in her case you know things can be a little bit well not that things could be things are pretty natural in her deliverance in her character and you can see that same way in Fez. yeah so it's revealed that um it's basically it's one of those things that happen in in movies and shows a lot where two characters spout off exposition as the audience we already know but two characters don't know it and they're basically crossing exposition that we already know so that we're supposed to be like (gasps) oh my god yeah this is crazy it doesn't come off like that because we've known this information for so long and there and it did it wasn't revealed in such a like a like a chiefly dramatic way so ashtray's beating up cow calls his bluff on calling the cops obviously cow doesn't want the cops there because he's been stalking them and he's got secrets himself yeah. that he feels as though fez could reveal before fez re- he fez reveals he knows nothing about the disc he knows nothing about uh, Cal fucking jewels. He knows nothing about the 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 video, any of that stuff, and vice versa with Cal not knowing anything about the you know not having the disc because we learned then that Nate has extorted his father by telling him that Fesco has the disc in order to get him to leave Fesco alone and leave the whole issue alone. So in order for Cal to leave, Ashtray and Fez come to an agreement that the only way that he'll leave is if he promises to have to call Nate off of Jules and Rule, and he agrees and they leave. And and that and I thought this was the best again, best thing in the show or best thing in the in the in the, in the episodes to me. I thought it was really good. Again, Ashtray, MVP, motherfucker. Uh, but but now we, we have some. But the thing is, like like Mark, this shit was just like kind of just wrapped up. <laughs> like it's just over. <laughs> now I was just so but, stunned of the fact that he's just like completely leaking blood. Everybody else is cool, and on top of that, after this piece happens, I honestly don't think he's gonna listen. I honestly don't think he's gonna he's gonna call things off for ruin jewels. I think it, I think it gets worse. Mm, I I I I don't know. I I think Rue will probably get in trouble. That Fez will have to step in, but I don't think Kyle will be involved. I think that they re- they actually did wrap this up, and he completely least the- stays away from from them for the rest of the for the rest of the series, and it's all on Nate. Because Nate, the way that I looked at it, you just set your dad up to get his fucking head busted. Well, I think Cal and Nate is now the is now the 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 issue. Yeah, not the root. That's why it's, it's these two are. Here's the thing, Mark. This season is going to come down to these two and Jules. <laughs> it's going to come down to these two and Jules at the end of the day. Hmm. And I see, I see it clear as fucking day at this point. Those two are going to come. They're going to destroy each other because they're toxic together. That's literally what it is. Uh, I love love the question from Faye. Like, do you guys just sit down and fuck girls together? <laughs> I was just like. Faye didn't give a shit. She was just fucking smoking, trying trying to figure out certain things. Yeah. Uh Rue again, I wrote on my notes. She's doing the Jesse from Breaking Bad, selling the people in AA. She goes to AA with, with the briefcase and wearing the suit. Uh Ali is is like suspicious, but Rue uh basically like 
confronts him and throws Ali's issue with his daughter that we learned about. Again, I really do think people should learn, should go watch those extra episodes because there is a lot of uh, context here that you miss in their conversation here if you did not see that. But she throws the daughter issue back in Ali's face. Of course, like, he can't see her. And Ali snaps and he says, you know, you ever do that again? This, this relationship is over. And again, it's like, but it's, it's such a weird turn because it's like, okay, Rue has all these drugs, but it's like, now she's destructive again? And it's like, where did, in between in either any of this, where did this happen? And in, interwoven between this, we get a conversation between uh, Elliot and and Jules where, you know, Jules or Jules like, did you ever try and fuck Rue? Just like, no, because she doesn't seem interested. And she's not a sexual person, but you are. It's like, I'm a sexual person. And Rue isn't. She just seems asexual. And Jules is like kind of cover for her, saying like, oh, she is when she wants to be, hmm. but not really. And then they both kind of, you know, they both give each other props. And, and Elliot, he's Elliot pushing P. I, I'll admit, I don't like the character. I don't like the character because he seems like he's just a cipher and not actually really a character. He just seems like he's there to push for this this breakup between them, which is inevitable. We've been saying this for, you know, even with the bonus episodes, they need to stay away from each other. This is more proof. So it looks as though the Elliot and Jules thing is now a, tr- a triangle between Rue, Elliot, and Jules. Yeah, and if he's going to be the catalyst for that breakup, I-, I think that that was very wild to see this week because for Jules to come at this from such a strong, stern standpoint to now realize, hey, I kind of had things in common with this guy, more so that I did not have with Rue. I mean, clearly... I don't really do the drugs that he does. We see Jules really smoking weed for probably like maybe the first time this entire series outside of the E that she took when they went to the club last season. This was mainly the only time that we have seen her do drugs with somebody. And that takes a good amount of comfort. She dropped her guard. Yeah, she dropped her guard with with Elliot. And he's a smooth cat. Can't lie. So it looks as though there's going to be something building with between that threesome, uh, the the dangerous alliance in in the next couple of episodes. Uh, which which again starts to end the 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 episode. You see them hanging out. You see Cassie going to meet Nate, but Nate basically standing her up. And then uh, Rue lies to her mom, whose clothes that she took <laughs> about the drugs. And of course, that fentanyl scene that that I spoke about earlier. Mm-hmm. And we see uh, Ethan get the part in Lexi's play and one more appearance for Cat Whoopi. Uh, and uh, Nate makes up with Maddie, shuts the door, and that ends the episode uh, for for episode three. Next next time one looks really good though, I will say. Next time one looks really good. Looks like we're finally gonna get that conversation between Nate and Maddie. Looks like we're finally gonna get some some movement on on the Cal and Nate stuff and the Nate and Cassie stuff as well. Yeah, it looked like Cassie came but, to the crib. But again, again, Mark, I don't see why people they, they have to spend so much time on such a character that everyone reviles and absolutely hates. It it makes no sense to me. It's almost like I, I I don't get it. There there are there are much more interesting characters than Nate to me at this point. And seeing him do the this the sociopathic stuff is like not it's not fun for me. It's not fun for me to watch. I mean, but I do enjoy I do enjoy Fesco though. As soon as I saw Nate come back to school and his jaw wasn't wired, I I, I just knew what it was. Nate's okay. Everything's going to be fine. I don't even know if he even seeks a large amount of revenge at this point in time. But then again, we've already looked at the hint that we got in the beginning of the scenes and saying that. Episode five, which is going to be the one two weeks from now, ends up being the very large, pivotal piece that comes from yeah, Euphoria. It's the turning point. It's where, uh, it's where all the screeners ended. So pretty much nobody knows what happens past After five. That. Yeah. And next week is going to be a very big focus on the term of love, the actual word of I love you. And I think that there's a lot of those moments that could happen with a lot of different characters on this show as of right now. But it's going to be... It's going to be interesting to see where a lot of that lands. I think this week was just a very large amount of different things that they try to all tie into one. None of us really liked all the Cal stuff. Maybe this is the ending outside of like those back end of episodes. But we'll have to see. Who knows? knows? Uh, Okay, let's go. Green Award for the week. You got. Don't try and argue nobody else. I'm, I'm trying to even think if I had a if I could if I could play devil's advocate with it. I can't. I don't, I don't even think I could. I don't even think I could play devil's advocate with it. Nate, you set up your dad to get his head bust, but that's. I don't know, man. It pales. It you know, pales compared to the millions of different things that you've done. Rue has clearly lied to Gia. We haven't even seen a whole lot of Gia. Rue has a smile on her face, telling the world, "Yeah, I'm about to gaslight my sister and be like, hey, when I'm sober, I want to die,' and hopefully that." 
makes her more comfortable in me smoking weed, but I'm just going to smoke weed at the house, and I'm also going to do coke and fentanyl at Jules' house, and maybe with Elliot from time to time, but I'm also going to learn, hey, Jules and Elliot are probably going to do a little bit while I'm gone, too, which is going to make me even more sad and do more drugs, and oh, all the way, by, uh, by the way, I also sell now, so now I'm serving, so this is, uh, I think I think it's very easy to give her this week. Rue's doing also too much in this this season already. Listen to the the, the last thirty seconds of that like that is exhausting. Just just hearing it is exhausting. Watching it, I can see where people are now starting to complain. Yeah, I I mean obviously two weeks in a row. That's that's real. Yeah, is she, is she gonna make it three? We'll see next week. We'll see next week. But thank you guys for listening to overly medicated. <sighs> I hope this season picks up. I really do. But you hear that music? You know what time it is? It's time to say dis- time to say a disclaimer that nothing's happening in Dallas. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to Overly Medicated. We'll be back next week. Episode four. Euphoria. Uh, until then, for Mark, I'm Justin. Thank you for listening. Follow us at OG Johnny Five and at my man MC on Twitter. RNC Radio Live on Twitter as well for all the updates, all the videos. We got some cool videos coming out too. Absolutely. Be safe. See you guys next week and overly medicated. Peace. <laughs>